Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of Going In Raw today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up, it's your girl Sasha Banks, legit boss, but you're watching Going In Raw. You like that? This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, guys. Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? It's the moonwalking, trash-talking princess of Staten Island. I want to remind you all that Mela is money, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke watching Going In the Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're Going In Raw. Hey, Brendel Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it and make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, we have a variety of reward tiers there. Uh, fantastic, fantastic reward tiers there. Uh, you probably noticed I'm looking off to the side right now and it's because I totally forgot our cam link, the little device that lets us stream live. It's like the most important thing we got to have every day. It's literally, it's like this little tiny, it feel, it's, it's, it's like this little, it, it feels like the tiniest piece of toy. It's like a, a well-fed dongle. (laughs) Exactly. And I came in during the weekend to grab it because I was thinking of maybe doing some live streaming and doing some tests with my new, uh. DSLR thing and so uh, I I forgot it I forgot to bring it back uh, and it's like the most important thing we have but my computer my desktop over there I brought that over here so he's got to monitor so, that so no cheer we, we can still stream so if he looks distracted he is somebody said my face is super red so I'm gonna do this real quick were you doing yard work this weekend no, I'm going to bring down the saturation on us. 
Maybe that'll help. Maybe Were you be... doing a lot of drinking before you came here? <laughs> I should. I should have, evidently. That's what it seems like. Anyways, like I said, we do have like a lot of uh, new uh, uh, patrons at the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forward slash Stephen Larson. And it's a fantastic thing. You know what I'm going to do now? You're going to shout them out. From the weekend, I'm going to give them their shout outs. Let's see here. We have... Oh, yeah, because I don't think I did it on, uh, on Friday. So we've got... Uh, Mark O'Shea, Aaron Dow, Hitman Antaldo, Bo Wyatt, Shucky Ducky, Clark McCreary, Lauren Dale, R.B. King, Matt Broadhurst, Peyton Bowes, Brennan Hardy, Chris Greer, and Liam Braid. Thank you very much for your support. Without the Patreon, we could not do Going In Raw. It's just that great. Uh, We're also available... um, uh, at uh, the Frendo Market, man, my hand is is cramped up, man. Oh, you did a lot of sketches. One hundred and seventeen huh? sketches. That's a lot. I went over my allotted a hundred. I just sat there and watched Dateline, like three hours of Dateline, and I did a bunch of sketches. The first batch uh, are being picked up by my dad today to be taken to the post office. Cool. And then uh, I got the I uh, got a bunch of new envelopes that just got delivered today. I'm gonna uh, package the rest of them today and send Fun. them tomorrow. So yay. Uh, I installed light fixtures and built the table this weekend. Um, well, this I, I like when you get a new house. That's fun. I like doing that stuff when you have a oh, new yeah, house. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know about the fixtures. That's actually not that hard. Like electrical fixtures? Yeah. Oh, man, that new house here is going to burn right down. No, it's not. I've done two so far. Nary a fire. Oh, no. You just follow the instructions. You just know. Because it's all color-coded, Steve. Oh, bad. You just put black with black, white with white, and the ground with ground, and you're good to go. You ever been electrocuted? Yeah. Oh, it's not, it's not fun. No. Not fun. I also finished watching Man in the High Castle. Oh yeah. Uh, well, the last episode of the la- of this mm. past season. I gotta wait a year. I there's it landing on like a giant cliffhanger. I gotta wait a year. Oh, I guess you should have waited to watch it then. Holy moly. Yeah. See, Stevie Bradley's with me. Light fixtures are no big deal. They're not. Uh, Stevie Bradley knows what he's doing, man. I do. I do that too. Just some I've done jackass. Two no, that's good. I'm glad. I'm you a got jackass it. who knows how to install. Can light you come fixtures. by and install my bathroom fan then? Uh, I might be able to. How many wires are up there? Check if there's four wires. So I, here's the thing. I did I did the one in our entryway first, and there was only two wires because it was grounded to the junction box. Sure. So I did the one in our dining room yesterday, yeah. and there's an extra wire, and there was a red wire. I'm like, what the heck is this red wire doing what here? What the? So I looked it up, and if you had like a switch or a three-way uh, fan or a light in a, a ceiling oh, fan, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what the sound Oh, was. okay. So I could probably do it. All right. All right. Well, Again, just match that. up the color. If there's a red wire for your ceiling fan, just match up with red to red. Yeah, that's scary. I'll blow myself up. No, turn your, you got to turn your power off. I've been, watching, you uh, I've been watching. I've been watching. I've uh, been watching. You know, Jeff didn't do that. Oh dear. I think he kept his on. Well, because I, I, when I showed up last time to go hang out and, and record some four lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the middle of doing his uh, uh, ceiling fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he just kept the power on. That dude loves to play with fire. Anyways, um, actually building the table, the, uh, the table from IKEA, the dining room table is far more labor intensive than doing any light fixtures. Lacey loves doing that stuff. I hate doing that. I stuff. don't mind doing it. It's just, if you make one mistake, mm-hmm. which I did, mm-hmm. I have to go and undo pretty much half of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a pain in the ass. And we got four more chairs to put together. A couple things to get to before we get started with today's wrestling news. Uh, number one, uh, happy veterans day. It was yesterday and it's observed by today. the federal government today. Yes. Um, so I know we got a lot of friendos out there in the service, mm-hmm. not just the United States military, but around the world serving yes. in all sorts Thank of different you for your service. Uh, militaries. 
thank you very much. Yes. My dad's a veteran, uh, so thanks, Dad. Yeah, I have, I have a lot of veterans in, on my family, too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, uh, a lot of people time on this in chat. Stan Lee died. I, yeah, uh, I didn't I was, know that until you showed up. I was uh, getting ready, and I uh, looked at my phone, and uh, it said Stan Lee died. He was 90-some-odd years 95. old. Oh, God, he was 95? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I would have said 90. Um, cool thing about Stan Lee, he didn't, I believe he was around our age when he wrote the first, when he created or co-created the Fantastic Four. He didn't get started until late. 68. Well, started, I mean, he didn't find his like niche until yeah, late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was already doing comics um, for a spell before then. But uh, it wasn't until, but he was, oh, 63. On, he was 63. on the verge of getting out. Hmm. He was on the verge of getting out. And uh, and then they said, hey, we want to we try this uh, superheroes thing. You want to try that? He's like, yeah, sure. So he did that and it was wildly popular. Yeah, he's created some of the most... Legendary co-created, yes. Sorry, co-created. Yes. I apologize. <laughs> you say, you know, here's the thing about Stanley is that the dude really his through sheer force of personality, um, he became sort of a face. I don't mean to d- diminish the uh, contributions of one Jack Kirby. No, not at all. And Steve did go and many others. Yes, Stanley sort of <laughs> co-created, co-created character, co-opted, right? co-opted uh, credit from. Um, no, he did. He did a lot. He did a lot. Uh, and the man should absolutely be celebrated for his accomplishments um so yeah uh anyways we should uh what was that oh i just oh fingernail on my laptop you i'm do so paranoid right now you really are you're just worried about I something feel going like wrong. this stream is on like just a bare thread but the good thing is comcast isn't working today because it's a holiday they're supposed to be done anyways. We just said, it said uh, service interruptions Thursday and you, Friday. You know how But you never goes. know. They're pro- I will almost guarantee you, I would put money, not a lot of it. I'd put money on those trucks being back out there tomorrow. Oh, it's entirely possible. And us having problems but with But there was ass. trucks out there before Thursday and Friday. We had no service interruptions. It was just Thursday and Friday. I guess a little bit Wednesday, too. Anyways, let's get these super chats in. The man of constant sorrow, Elias, and we haven't heard the news. Let's all pay our respects to Stan Lee. Chase Hetrick. The friendo draft has over 300... Potential oh, draftees, man, are you that prepping? That is way too many. That is a lot for the biggest draft in WCW fun wrestling ever. Oh. Please don't don't oh. look if that's true. That's... Oh, P.S. Didn't look if that's true. So you said three hundred, but it might not be true. <laughs> didn't look if that's true. I know there there are plenty. I, I was tripping out because I saw that. I didn't read that second part there. Man, I was gonna say that is way too many. We're gonna draft like forty people at most. Total, yeah, at most. And that's I mean I'm I'm drafting some. I don't know. Are we? Do we have to draft our members that last last time we saw were still in those federations? Like, do I have to redraft Butch Bacon? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Shit. Unless you made them, they're all eligible. Oh crap. Okay. So you get to keep all the characters you made. I get to keep characters I made. Spoiler: Butch, Butch Bacon. He's gonna go number one for me. He's pivotal in my story. Really? Well, yeah. you better hope you get the number one pick. I have to beat you. You'll have, to, you'll have to use that crap controller over there. That's fine. I win a lot of matches as a garbage controller. No, nah, I got to bring I got to bring it. It just keeps me from one. pitting. Uh, yeah. Dariok, rip. Rest in peace, Stan Lee. Um, Tom Fox, Larson, what happened to your minimalist half of the wall? Steve happened. Yeah. You don't care enough to stop me from doing it. Well. So I just do it. Yeah. There are things, here's the thing. Like there's the, there's other battles to fight. If, yeah, that's the thing. If you want a little peek into our relationship, our working relationship, and our personal relationship, we each pick and choose our battles. 
there's only so many things we can be in control of. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, the funny thing is that we actually work really, really well like that. There are certain things that I just don't care about. And I'm like, Larson cares about this. So that's totally fine. Yeah. And then vice versa. Yeah. So it totally works. Uh, Wayne Maker. Hello, Wayne Maker. Steve's hand is cramped up from drawing. Hashtag wanking. All right, just move on. Eric James, of all the wrestling YouTube channels, you guys are by far my favorite. Love you guys. Keep doing what you you guys do. P.S. Orion Rice for fun. Oh, WCW. pay for play. Hashtag pay Thank for you, Eric play. James. Chase Hetrick says it's 359. It can't be. They're not a chance. That's a lot. We might have to look at those some of those today. Um, okay, so a couple uh, programming notes as well, though. I forgot to mention this. A week from today, can we just decide this now? A okay. week from today... We're going to do a live going in raw view recap All right. of Survivor Series 1997. The patrons voted. Does that sound right? That's good. Next yeah, yeah, Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So join us. We're going to do it after the regularly scheduled podcast, which goes live at noon. So we're going to do going in raw view probably around 2.30 or 3 and also, uh, Pacific time. I'll remind everybody on uh, Sunday's Matt Chat, get your Matt Chat questions in 2 p.m. Pacific on Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. Because Wednesday, we're having a short day because Thursday's Thanksgiving. Tuesday, not Wednesday, correct. Because you're, you're heading out, right? Yeah, Wednesday yeah. afternoon. Also, uh, I don't know if you've confirmed this, but I have. We're good to go Saturday for TakeOver. It's our very first TakeOver live stream reaction stream. Correct. So we've got uh, Friday morning is the friend. No, is we we book, book Survivor Series. Friday morning, we're going to be live streaming. We book Survivor Series right here at YouTube. Saturday night, uh, TakeOver. Well, we're on Saturday afternoon. I think it starts at 4. Uh, for Pacific time, yeah, so, yeah, 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 for everybody else, uh, and then uh, Sunday, obviously Survivor Series on Sunday. Yeah, so we've got a lot of live streaming coming up. We do. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, it's a big week. It's a big four week. Very excited. And then we get a couple of days off for Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. Thursday and Friday. Are you gonna go to Black Friday? No. 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 You should go after like midnight. No, it I'm calms not gonna go. down quite a bit. I don't care it's to go. Totally chill. I did some research with televisions, and, I, and I, I'm I'm gonna hold off for now. Have you made a decision? Yeah, I made a decision. I'm going to hold off for now. Can we tell? Can you tell us what it is? I'm not going to do it right now. You're not going to tell us right now? No, I'm not going to buy a television. Can you tell us which one it is? It's no TV. It's no TV. Oh, you're putting off the purchase. That's literally what I just said. I'm I thought, not going to no, do I it right meant, now. I thought you meant like right now, right now, but you're going to wait until like just after Black Friday. You're not going to do it this holiday season? I might not do it for another year. What a terrible idea. Wow. Oh, wait. Hold on. Was that your decision or your wife's no, decision? No, it's my decision. Oh, I don't think it was. It is my decision. Man, I'll have, listen, I'll take care of it. I'll have Lacey talk to Rachel. No, no, here's the thing. Here's listen, the thing. I'll have Lacey talk it to Rachel. It has nothing to do it's with okay. any of that. It has it's nothing okay. to do. It, the issue is I looked at my price point. I saw my options. I wasn't happy with my options. That's the end of the story. 70 inches you get for 700 bucks. It's great. Great deal. Well, it's the quality of the television I want. I've read up a bunch of reviews. This just needs to be big. They're no, all the doesn't. same these days. No, it's They're not. all the same. No, there's not. They're all the same, man. Listen, I'll have Lacey talk oh to Rachel. God. I'll have her talk to Rachel. I'll get it taken care of. You think you know the answer to I got. There's, I got your back. It's not the situation whatsoever. <laughs> uh, is, uh, so your uh, your TV pursuits are in trouble. WWE's also in trouble, so right, Larson? TV pursuits are not in trouble. But yes, maybe. Who knows? So on a recent episode of Wrestling Observer Radio, this is uh, according to Cage Side Seats in their rumor roundup this no last night. Uh, Dave Melser mentioned that the house show attendance during the recent overseas tour, I think specifically in Europe, was down, and it shocked some of the company to see stands so empty. <laughs> oh yeah, man. 
You're doing too much, man. Someone gotta... here in chat said that uh, in Manchester, they, they were getting like 5,000 5, people to a 20,000-seat arena. Yeah. Um, of course, this comes on the heels of the company's third quarter financials, which saw a decline in house show attendance, a pretty significant one, in, uh, as well as a lesser decrease in merchandise sales and spending per capita. Uh, Meltzer notes, quote, merchandise declines renewable related to spending per customer with a decline in house show attendance. One should expect a similar decline in merchandise, but decline was significantly greater as per head spending at house shows was $9.26, $9.26, down from ten fifty four during the same quarter last year. For non-WrestleMania quarters, that $10 to $11 range has been pretty consistent for years, so there's a huge de- there was a huge decline in that way. About a buck, 28 sorry. $1.28 per person, less spending. Yeah, that adds up. It's like that dollar Patreon amount, you know? It it's does like add up. Well, if you the get, dollar patron level. If you're used to getting 7,000 fans per house show and that goes down under 5,000. Uh-huh. If we had 10,000. $2,000 less. If we had 10,000 uh, $1 patrons, we'd have $10,000. Yeah. And if that dropped down to 8,000 patrons, how many dollars would we have? $8,000. $8,000 right there. So it all adds up. Man. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyways. Um, Last week we spoke yeah. about Feifel's report that USA had decided to put an end to Raw's overrun, stopping it. At 11 p.m. 11 p.m. on the dot. On the dot. Um, and according to Melser, that was, I don't know if that was news from him or speculation. It was with hopes that the uh, ratings would increase for the third hour for the show because there's always a huge ratings drop-off yeah. during that third hour. Yeah. Um, in stock price news, WWE's stock price opened today at $69.43, dropped to a low of $66.63, and as Ugh. of 11 a.m. Pacific, had rebounded to 68.01, and this is a huge drop from 96.08 on See, man, 27th. We should have bought low and then sold high and then... Reap the benefits. And then reap the benefits. Could have got thirty dollars. Right for now, stock. there's the the price is sixty seven seventy six. Oh, it's making a little bit of a rebound then. Look, here's the bottom line, man. It's it's enthusiasm. There's or lack thereof. So there was a conversation. I forget who it was. It was a guy who used to work for WWE. Uh, conversation between him and Ryan Satin uh, on Twitter when the when Raw's ratings started just tumbling. Yeah. And he said they don't really care about ratings. I find it hard to believe that they wouldn't consider ratings to be one indication of enthusiasm, which is important. I would think enthusiasm, uh, engagement is important. Yeah, uh, engagement to any entertainment pursuit. Exactly. House show attendance. I mean, that's talk about like, you know, that's another indication of enthusiasm. You know, if people really want to be into, if you're, people are really into your product, we were just watching um, to prepare for next Monday. Yeah. We were watching Survivor Series 97 and talk about an engaged audience. Like, you know, just the, the noise level was, you know, <laughs> you can't you can't really make dollars out of, out of decibels. But the enthusiasm was there back then. That's why uh, from that point on, they experienced like a lot of money coming in because of yeah. enthusiasm. Yeah. And that just isn't there these days. No, there's it's not, really not a whole there. Lot there. And mean, here's the thing. There are plenty of things you can do to 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 engage your audience more, to build enthusiasm, to build buzz. I hate using that word. But uh, there's lots of things you can do. Yeah. And they're not doing them. And in fact, I, we came up with 10 things they ten. can do. It's an impromptu episode of 10 for the dun, win, Larson. Dun, 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 dun. I, had the, I had the thing loaded up. I had the, the, the titles loaded up. Oh, I don't think we can do that. But uh, Number 10. Number 10. Better merch. This is a really silly one, but it's kind of true. No, I don't think it's silly because uh, say you're a fan of, in this case, Pete Dunn. Yeah. 
and you don't really know about his uh, big cartel shop, which has great stuff. Yeah. You only know about WWE shop. You go to WWE shop, you're like, well, I really, I really, really like Pete Dunne. They only have this one garbage shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but since I really like Pete Dunne, I want to support my favorite restaurant. I'm going to buy this shirt. And then you buy it, and you look at it, and the fabric's not that great, and the design's not good. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I really don't want to wear this out in public. Yeah. <laughs> but then you think, well, it's Pete Dunne. I really like him, so I'll do it anyways. Yeah. I was actually, that, it's funny that this could actually be split into two then, because here's my thing about, here's better merch part B, is look at Bullet Club. People, they just go to Hot Topic, what the hell is Bullet Club? It's I don't know, it sounds looks cool, neat. and it looks, it looks neat. neat. It looks neat, that's the thing, it's well designed. People like cool shit. Yeah. That's the bottom line, people like cool shit. And one way, look at that that Austin 316 shirt. That simple. was cool. Simple. It was simple, it was effective. The NWO shirt, great logo. Yeah. Effective. It's all shirts that you wouldn't to this be embarrassed day, to wear in public. To this day, people like at uh, Spencer Gift or Hot Dog, whatever it is, they got the Wolfpack NWO shirt because mm-hmm. the, the idiot Kardashian kids wear it oh, yeah. or whoever it was. It, because it looks cool. Yeah, it it does looks look cool. cool, you know? No, I mean, that's kind of my general point. It's, and so, it's so much on the stuff on WWE Shop does not look cool. Yeah, it doesn't. But you want people like to, you know, to wear your stuff regardless if they know what it is. On the flip side of what you're saying is totally true. It's like if you really like Pete Dunn, wow, this is the only shirt. I'm gonna put this on now. I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Like I don't look cool. Their merch, you know, their merchandise makes you depressed. Yeah, it makes you nerdy, and then you get bullied. You're embarrassed to wear it, and then yes, that's not gonna create you're gonna enthusiasm. Get made fun of. That's not gonna be positive. It's gonna be negative. Neville called out the design team for designing an <laughs> awful shirt for him on Twitter. He did. It was great. So, yeah, you need better merch. Better merch. Number nine. Number nine. Off seasons for wrestlers. You know what makes the heart grow fonder, Larson? Absence. People being gone. And That's kind of what I said. <laughs> uh, and when wrestlers are gone, people number miss one, them. people miss them. Number two, they get a chance to heal up. Yeah. Number three, big returns are like they they generate buzz when Dean Ambrose came back. Yeah. Generates buzz. Oh, people got to watch this. People need to see what's going on. He's back. Yeah. So I think that granted I understand. I know here's the thing. Some of these ideas we already know why they're not doing them. It's like, okay, well, you know, it's because they advertise these names, they're getting paid, they need to get value for their dollar. I don't care about that. This it's not my problem to do these things. These are our suggestions. We're saying WWE's coming to us. They say, what should we do? Do these 10 o- things. Off seasons for wrestlers. Well, we can't. No, 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 I don't care. This is what you do. No, you create a calendar. You figure it out. You overlap breaks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you have a, you have, you have like too many people talents. in your roster anyways. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's not like you have 10 talents on break at one time. Exactly. So everybody gets their two weeks or three weeks or a month, whatever the case exactly. may be. Number eight. Eight. Fewer house shows. Kind of goes hand in hand with number nine. Here's the thing. How many times do they come through here to Sacramento? Twice a year, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and major markets, probably more than that. Um, really, just come to Sacramento once. Yeah. <laughs> just come to <laughs> right, Sacramento yeah. once. Yeah. People get one chance a year to see it. If yeah. you don't do it, you lose. If it's a premium thing, exactly. they'll want it even more. But if more. you're coming through the area two, three times a year, well, I can miss one or two of those shows and just go to one. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's, 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 there's no hype. There's no buzz mm-hmm. around that one time. There's no reason to get excited. Withhold your product from people and they'll want it more. Exactly. Number seven. Seven. Shorter pay-per-views. Um, they can be really long sometimes. I kind of miss three-hour pay-per-views because we really don't get them We were anymore. just watching Survivor Series 97. That show is two hours and 45 minutes. See? That's perfect. That's all you need. Takeovers. 
are the perfect length. In fact, we're going to talk about this later on the show. They might even get shorter, or at least the next one. Well, I think it'd be shorter time-wise in terms of number of matches. Anyways, when you sit there, and we're going to get to this is kind of related to our number one. When you sit there for like four hours, four and a half hours, you just, your product, it's just, it's like, man, why are they shoving all this stuff in here? Here's the thing. What phrase from Triple H do we like saying a lot? Uh, the top 40 thing, or I find it funny. More but better. More but better. Obviously, that was Triple H's. That is H's. such an obscure phrase, too. <laughs> His philosophy dating back to that DX VHS tape that we used to watch all Only the time. Only seen on that. Yeah, yeah. That seems <laughs> we to be... We used to watch all the time. We did, too. That, used, that seems to be WWE's mantra at this point. Mm-hmm. More but better. Or at least more is better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not always the case. Sometimes more, you, you, you just put too much product out there. People get burnt out. Mm-hmm. They get tired of it. They feel like it's a huge obligation to keep up with all your product. And they start to tune out. Yeah. Enthusiasm dwindles because it's just too much. It's like a full-time job just to watch all WWE stuff. It's too mm-hmm. much. It's too much, man. It's really too much. Uh, let's see here. Number six. Six. More title changes on TV. You know, man, I don't I don't mean like just let's do title changes willy-nilly. Because, for the sake of, yes. Yeah, because that leads to... Uh, the titles meaning nothing, meaning like less. Um, however, it would be kind of nice if, you know, major story beats can happen with title changes. And we really don't see them that often. Granted, last week uh, or two weeks ago, last week, Seth Rollins lost those tag titles to the Oz's Pain. Week, yeah. That was cool. It was a buzzworthy moment. It was. Um, when Drew and Dolph uh, won those tag titles, kind of a buzzworthy moment. The thing is, those tag titles... Um, they don't mean like as much as like the Intercontinental Championship. Imagine that happened with the Intercontinental Championship. Didn't Seth win his back on Raw or lose it yeah, on there Raw? Was a title something like that. On Raw, there was a title change on Raw. We haven't seen a WWE a title change, like a, a top world title or universal title change on Raw in God, how, I don't know how it used long. to happen, not all the time during the Attitude Era, but it was a great deal of frequency. Yeah, absolutely. The stories back then, I mean, that's one thing, that's one takeaway from the Attitude Era that um, you really can look at and say, wow, they got that right. Um, and you have to give some of that credit to Vince Russo, but the mm-hmm. whole Crash TV thing, mm-hmm. you know, things are happening all the time. That's mm-hmm. how it should be. Things are happening all the mm-hmm. time. That's the best TV. Yes. Um, when things are always happening. Yes. Number five. Number five. Cross brand house shows or more network specials. Here's the thing. You buy a ticket for a house show, think you're just going to a house show and you find out, oh, dang. This could be on the network. Mm-hmm. Something might happen here. Yeah. That creates excitement. Yeah. At the same time, uh, Survivor Series is the one time of year that brands go head to head in the ring. What if like they did a season for Survivor Series? What if they took like a big four pay-per-view and made a season out of it? So those months pay-per-views is, is dual branded. Exactly. Build up. The, those house shows, you know? Yeah. You go to the house shows and I'm like, oh, cool. They get, it's, it's dual branded. And then you can say, you know, you might come to me and say, well, Steve, you know, the traveling schedule, I don't care about the travel schedule. Make it happen. You can, you you can make it happen. You can adjust it for a month. You just adjust it. So yeah, cross brand house shows, network specials, uh, it'll build buzz for your show. Yeah. Uh, number four, four, uh, more NXT call-ups. That of course goes with off season for wrestlers too. If you have wrestlers on off season, it creates more opportunities for NXT talents to come to the main roster and inject some freshness, some energy. Some enthusiasm. One of the coolest things the main about uh, the pre-NXT days was when they would uh, debut, especially in the Attitude Era when the Monday Night Wars was going on. And it's like, ooh, who's going to jump ship from WWE to WCW and vice versa? Uh, NXT kind of works in that fashion these days. Mm-hmm. The call-ups like we saw with Nikki Cross last week. The call-ups are very exciting. Buzz. They generate buzz. They generate enthusiasm. 
and they rarely happen. They don't happen that often. When they happen, is in a very particular time of year after WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. And that, at that point, is predictable. We need excitement, unpredictability. Have it based around story. What a concept. Whoa. Number three. Three. Get rid of Brock Lesnar and focus on new talents. Young talents. Yeah, up dude. Upcoming talents. I don't know what Vince's obsession with Brock is. He thinks he makes money for himself and the company, but, you know, doesn't really seem like it. I don't know in what respect. Like, they've never really... Like, it's not like he brings the ratings up. Like, he's going to be there tonight on Raw. I don't really think he does much for the ratings. I mean, do people show up to the shows at this, to see Brock at this point? I don't think they do. I don't think he really adds a whole lot. He shows up there and bounces around a little bit. Does this while Heyman does all the talking. He, he looks, might F5 somebody. Just looks like a video game character. Yeah, it's not terribly exciting. No, it's not. It's yeah, not. focus on new talents. That's what the Attitude Era did really, really well. Yes. Also, is they focused on the vital fresh talent they had they ran with it and here's the thing too with so much focus on part-time talent older talents mm -hmm. at a certain point their body's going to break down to such an extent that they have to retire mm -hmm. who are you going to use the pop ratings then yeah without exactly. investing the time and energy and money to build up newer talents mm -hmm. who are on the current roster full-time yep number two. two uh better creative i mean this kind of goes without saying just write better just write more vital. Yeah, creative on Raw is not that interesting. SmackDown is doing a good job with their creative. It's entertaining, at least, Smack consistently. SmackDown does a serviceable job, and they're really bolstered by the fact that their roster is fantastic, and they only have two hours to cram it in. Mm -hmm. I mean, God, you look at their tag team division, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Really, I mean, up and down the card, it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm not. that's not to discredit Raw, but you've got, like, not as strong as a, a roster, and you've got a lot more time to sort of fill them, you know, fill the moments in. Yeah. Um, if you look over at SmackDown, it's like, man, it's jam-packed roster. But, I mean, even their creative can be a bit more edgy, a bit more interesting. Yeah. You know? Not even necessarily be in edgy. It just has to be unpredictable. Yeah. Well, there, there are certain gotta, things. Okay, so. How often are we surprised by anything that happens on Raw or SmackDown? Very rarely. Zero. Never. Um, when you look, when I, again, I, we were, we were about to watch the stone cold versus Owen Hart match on that survivor series. Stone cold is a character that had such a, such an edge to him mm -hmm. just in his movements and his mannerisms. Mm -hmm. And a guy like that, that I sort of see on raw or rather could be is Finn Balor back in new Japan. Yeah. He was a guy who was just unpredictable. He was edgy. He was crazy. You don't know what he's going to do. Drew McIntyre could be that on the heel side of the spectrum. So could, uh, and Kevin Owens as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, but they just sort of neuter these guys, you know, their creative just doesn't, it is sort of lacking, not just the creative aspect of things, but which it is, but just sort of like any sense of danger, you know? Yeah. Like that's sort of lacking. And I think Drew could definitely do that. Drew oh, sort of gets yeah. the close, the closest to that. And then Braun uh, back in the day kind of did with his, you know, destroying everything angle. Yes. Um, and that's sort of been lost too. And number one. One. Two hour Raws. Uh, if you jam pack your uh, lead show with as much stuff as possible and you only have two hours to do it, um, like SmackDown, it'll it'll be better. It'll, yeah, it'll be better. Oh, obviously, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, do we, that. We see what what happens, what works on SmackDown. It's a two hour show. Yeah, packed with talent, packed with stuff happening. There's not a whole lot of recaps mm -hmm. for things we saw earlier in the night. Yeah, watching again for the third time. One we thing, don't need that yeah. stuff. It's a bunch of filler on Raw. Yeah, I mean that's one thing. Yeah, I mean that sort of number one also plays into just WWE in general. Just do a little bit less. Like you, you're just you're putting a lot of product out there. Yeah, less is more. You're putting a lot of product out there. More is not better. Less is more. True. 
But uh, anyways, despite the company's potential woes, they still make a lot of money. Well, for themselves and for uh, municipalities across America and the world. Uh, for example, New Orleans, NOLA.com, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana.com, is reporting that Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards and WWE announced that WrestleMania 34 generated $175 million. Yeah, tax, you know, tax money, revenue. For uh, the local economy. Yeah, hotels and so, stuff like that. I mean, look, it's not, they're not, here's the thing about WWE. They're not going down the tubes anytime soon. They will perpetually be around. They will always be here. But they, there is kind of a lack of enthusiasm in their product yeah. that will eventually, and I'm not saying now or five years from now. Well, maybe five years from now when their TV, when this round of TV contracts mm-hmm. is up, mm-hmm. you know. Could that, come back to bite them. It could come back to bite them in the ass. They need some buzz. I mean, uh, one of the things on here also is uh, – I didn't want to put sign more talent because they're already signing talent. Yeah, they're pretty much signing everybody already. But, you know, the biggest names outside of the WWE right now are the elite. They sign the elite. That'll be some much-needed buzz. Mm-hmm. As you like to say, that'd be a short-term pop. They have to be able to run with that yes, yes, and yes. continue to, yes. you know, that, beyond that, their that debut to, moment. That has to happen in coordination with good creative. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's going to be a short-lived moment. Absolutely. We're pulling for you, WWE. We think you could do great still. <laughs> Before we continue, we'd like to thank the, the today's sponsor of Going In Raw, Blue Chew. Hey, guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get a boost of confidence in bed with BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So, hey, Steve, mm. you know it works. Nice. And since it's chewable, Blue Chew works faster than a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is described... Described, prescribed online and ships directly to your door. That means no more in-person doctor visits, no more winning at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Nice. Made in the USA, Blue Chew prepares and ships directly to your door, meaning it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code RAW. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code RAW, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring today's episode of Going In Raw. And it really does help the show if you go to BlueChew.com and check it out. Yeah. Anyways, that's about, that's talking about things getting longer. Let's talk about things getting shorter now. Yeah, that could be war games. Yeah. War games? War games? So that's from Wrestling Observer. Uh, daily update quote the show right now is scheduled for only four matches instead of the usual five because of the length of time all the matches are expected to get particularly the war games war, war games. games match plus they're doing a two out of three falls women title match with Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane but hey mm. what about the Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono match that's supposed to happen at TakeOver it's still gonna happen kinda the Observer continues quote the Ono versus Riddle match will still take place in Los Angeles, but it will be taped before TakeOver starts and will air on the weekly TV show probably on November 21st, if not a later date. Ooh. Uh, that would be a hell of a TakeOver Fallout episode match right yeah, there. Yeah, just give it the whole episode. Let those guys go an hour. Where are they going to put the recaps? We need all the recaps. Like 45 minutes of recaps. No, we don't. Yeah, man, absolutely. No, we don't. It we wouldn't don't need be a true Fallout episode if it wasn't. Are we going to get another two episodes of uh, NXT UK next week? Because that'd be so. a good reason to do. Like, they got a huge backlog months. of them, I think. They got four months of it before they even started taping. So I'm guessing, yeah. They're going to start triple, triple per three per they week. Could. They, they could. They could. They should just have one up every day. It's a daily um, show now. 
So it's a bummer to lose the Ono versus Riddle match, but if it's going to be a situation where they only give it like seven minutes at TakeOver versus 15 or 18 on NXT TV, mm-hmm. I guess I'd rather have the, the longer, better match. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, man, did you hear about this Evolve show? Mustafa Ali versus Darby Allen. Yeah, I heard about that. Did you see some of the gifts from it? Holy moly. That is, I wonder, I kind of wonder. And then there was Cassius Ono versus uh, Strickland, right? Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's some gifts online of this thing. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Mustafa Ali versus Darby Allen. I kind of wonder, because Mustafa Ali was selling like crazy for Darby Allen. Yeah. I wonder if that was sort of a WWE audition for him. Oh, it could be. I could see him. Like, well, Ali has said after the match that after he wins the Cruiserweight title, he's going to come back to evolve and defend it against Darby Allen. Dude, I'm telling you. I was watching some. We're going to watch one of his match. We're going to watch Darby Allen versus Jeff Cobb in the bonus episode oh, cool. today uh, for $1 patrons. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I wonder, man, talk about a guy who could bring a lot to 205 Live. I was watching some of his highlights this morning. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's so good. I want to check out that match. I'm, I know it's on WWN Live. Or yeah. Dot com yeah. Or whatever. I mean, Mustafa Ali is pretty much the best. He really is, man. I'm telling you, that's good stuff. He's fantastic. I didn't see the Street Profits lose their uh, tag. No, mm-hmm. they kept them. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. They're having these WWE guys go on excursion. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much what it is. I know it's awesome. I think it's freaking so. How great. long if 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 Takeover is gonna be four matches? Usually two and a half hours. How long is War Games gonna be? It's gonna be pushing an hour. And then Kyrie versus Shane has got to be about that's two out of three falls. Twenty five minutes. Right. Did they make that? I forget. Was that the title match? Is that a three way now or no? No, right no. no. Still Velveteen Dream versus Champa. All right. And then we got uh, Gargano versus Aleister Black, which will probably be long. That'll probably be 25, 30 minutes. Huh? Yeah, a lot of long matches. All the stories they need to tell. So we got the title. Okay. Wait. Hold on a second. We've got the title. We got Aleister Black. We got War Games. Okay. Shane Baszler. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's gonna be a fun show. Yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be a blast. But and those they it's I love it because they like on main roster you just have this pressure to like get everything in with war game with the takeovers. They're just like rarefied air, you know. Yep. It's like yep. the best get in. Because they could there's like any number of feuds going on in NXT right now they could have put on oh, yeah. a takeover. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But usually they reserve takeovers for the top of the magnifique. top of the line feuds and title the matches. Magnifique. And that's it. Yeah. Nothing else. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so you know, hey, Alexa Bliss has been gone for a little while. People have been wondering why, at least from in ring action. We might have an answer, of course, from the Wrestling Observer himself, Dave Melser. He says, "Quote: There's been a lot of talk about what's going on with her. It's not just a concussion. She's actually had multiple concu- multiple concussions in a short period of time. Mm. So that's why they're so cautious about her." Right now. Yeah. So you hear that. People start talking about, oh, will she be able to wrestle again? Yeah. Too many shots to the head. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Bliss seemed to dispel any thoughts that she might be retiring anytime soon by tweeting a Terminator gif. Oh, that's a good one. Is Arnold saying, that's I'll be back. That's a good use of gifing right there. I'll be there. back. And then she has added the caption, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. So she's not retiring. So to rumor busted, apparently by Alexa anyways, but... Uh, I don't know. It's probably a big old wait and see. You know, it's like things are yeah. things are things are a lot more advanced. Like as we've seen with Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. things are a bit more advanced these days uh, with uh, concussion testing and stuff like that. Yeah, diagnosing. But at the same time, there's still a lot they don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's probably all bad too. Um. So yeah, that's good. But you know, just it's, again, just have her take some time off from the ring. You yeah, know, which is what they're she doing. Does, she does. She's 
Alexa she's Bliss, a strong enough personality that she can be a, on TV still. She's a stronger character than she is wrestler, and she's mm-hmm. a decent wrestler. And so, yeah, it's good. Have her be like sort of another authority type figure mm-hmm. for the women's mm-hmm. division. That's mm-hmm. great. Be the, the, exactly. the female Baron Corbin. Hey. Hey. Um, from uh, one injured wrestler to another, Cody seemed like he might have hurt himself. Oh, no. He tweeted out on Saturday, quote, Sadly, folks, I will not be able to wrestle tomorrow in Toronto. I will still be at the pre-show meet and greet to say hello to everyone. Ring of Honor and I will find a suitable replacement for the match. I'm extremely sorry. I'll be able to confirm the extent of the issue after an MRI this week. And he added, going from one side of the crowd to uh, the other last night, teasing a t-shirt toss of all things, heard a loud pop in my knee. Oh, man. Terrifying. Hoping it was just a little meniscus and Sunday I could still deliver. That sucks. No word yet on uh, MRI results. And uh, he was replaced by Juice Robinson in his match against Trent at uh, Ring of Honor Global Wars. Well, that's cool. Apparently, it's a really good match. There's another guy in New Japan seems to have oddly softened on, softened on Juice Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to a bunch more of that uh, being the elite uh, Jericho Cruz podcast. Yeah. Um, again, again, not to hammer the point home, but their big announcement about how they're leaving Bullet Club, and we wish we wish the guys there all oh, the I best know, luck in the world. Kenny saying it that. was so passive aggressive, though. We wish them the best of luck, but you know the guys here we. We, we don't want to just phone it in. We don't want to just, you know, uh, uh, punch the time clock, which is okay if you do, but we want to give extra. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I heard, I heard that. <laughs> they just, uh, it's so passive aggressive. We, we wish them the best of luck. They're great guys. Jay White, super guy. Really great guy. But we want to do extra unlike them. It's pretty much, I know, it's pretty much what they said. Oh, man. All right, Steve, now it's time for our favorite part of the Monday show. It's time for the Raw Preview. I love it. I love it when it's really well written, when it's magnifique. Yeah. Stephanie McMahon is back. Oh, man. This is going to, 20 minutes of this to open the show. It will be more than mere sibling rivalry when Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head for brand supremacy at Survivor Series. But first... Raw Commissioner Stephanie McMahon is unfinished business with her brother and rival Commissioner Shane. With SmackDown possibly being forced to forfeit the final match of the WWE World Cup Tournament after The Miz injured his ankle, Shane O'Mac stepped in to face Raw's Dolph Ziggler, scored the win, and took the title of Best in the World from Team Red. The WWE Universe has had a lot to say about Shane's win. None really of it like none any, of it really positive. I don't really feel like anybody said anything of late, though. But we'd yet to hear, hear from his sister. We didn't really need to hear from her. His sister. That all changes on Raw when the Red Brand Commissioner returns to address the WWE World Cup controversy. Which has largely uh, been a non-issue in the last week. I, there's a much bigger controversy regarding World Cup. The fact that it happened in Saudi Arabia in the first place. But, yeah. you know, they are what they are. Uh, the Beast brings his Universal Championship to Raw. Brock Lesnar conquered the nigh-unbeatable Braun Strowman. He'd already beat him once. To capture the vacant Universal Championship... And he now prepares to battle WWE champion AJ Styles in a champion versus champion match at Survivor Series. The Beast Incarnate defeated the Phenomenal One when they squared off at last year's Survivor Series. But countering the speed and agility of SmackDown Live, of the SmackDown Live sensation, was no easy task. Mm. Before that anticipated match, the Anomaly. You got that right. No, I know, but I've never heard him call Brock that before. The Anomaly? It sounds kind of familiar. I thought it was just the Beast. Comes to Raw, and he's bringing his newly won title with him. Uh, Alexa Bliss's Survivor Series squad revealed. Alexa Bliss seems to be enjoying her managerial role as the captain of the Raw Women's Survivor Series team. And after witnessing many of the division's most competitive superstars in action this past week, 
Little Miss Bliss will reveal her team on Raw. Will she put past issues aside and select the likes of Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Natalia? Will she embrace the chaos of the Riot Squad? What about Nia Jax, a superstar she once considered to be her best friend, having since been replaced by Mickey James and Alicia Fox? The goddess will reveal all when Raw rolls through Kansas City. What do you think she's going to do? Who's going to be the team? Uh, I would say... Mickey James and Alicia Fox are shoe-ins. I could see them maybe having a match to determine who's going to be in. Yeah, probably. Uh, can Baron Corbin evade Braun Strowman? Well, if Strowman's knees are as bad as Melser says, probably. <laughs> Baron just walk a brisk pace. I know. Baron Corbin was just as responsible as Brock Lesnar for keeping Braun Strowman away from the Universal Championship earlier this month. That's, that one sentence, they've done more to push that part of the story than anything else. <laughs> and the monster among men will never forget that. The acting raw general manager avoided getting those hands. Hands. Week, going so far as to barricade himself in a storage room and enlisting a small army to protect himself from monstrous retribution. Can Corbin keep doing his job and appease the returning Stephanie McMahon while avoiding Strowman? Hands. Hands. Who will round out the Raw Men's Survivor Series team? By way of a disrespectful angle slam and angle luck, Drew McIntyre murdered Kurt Angle. No. Drew McIntyre dashed Kurt Angle's dreams of captaining the Raw Men's Survivor Series. Did you read it on Sports Illustrated? They had the... Supposedly, this back, the backstage story of how that came together. Ooh, backstage details. No, please don't. No, it was uh, Kurt and had the idea of, of getting massacred. Yeah, and oh, took it to cool. Vince and they worked it out together and then talked to Drew about it because apparently Kurt really likes Drew. Oh, really, he wanted to put him over because I guess they, they had a match in, in TNA where Kurt yeah. put him over. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's always good to hear. Well, it's, good. It's, it's, it's an interesting story for Kurt potentially. Anyways, continue. Sorry to interrupt. As such, acting Raw general manager Baron Corbin retains his captainship, and McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, and Braun Strowman remain the only Team Red superstars named to the team. Two coveted spots remain. Who will be chosen to join the fight against the stacked SmackDown Live team of Daniel Bryan, The Miz, Shane McMahon, Samoa Joe, and Rey Mysterio? Wow, should be a fun show. You looking forward to it? Yeah. Take some questions, Steve. Oh, man. The Jack oh, yeah. Daddy, yeah. ref, Rich Hardesty. I feel like we get the offseason with SmackDown. Teams will disappear, surprise comeback, and they're injected into storyline. That's true. SmackDown, since they're so, it's so stacked that uh, people have said to take some weeks off from time to time. That's a good point. But I guess, you know, not just on TV taking time off, but house shows as well. While Thebar was off TV, I'm guessing they were still working house shows. Mm-hmm. You know. Eric James, better mania match, AJ versus Seth or AJ versus Adam Cole? In terms of pure wrestling, it would be AJ versus Seth. Yeah, I agree with that. But, man, Adam Cole's been killing it in NXT oh, yeah. lately. But I feel like I feel like on a short notice, like on main roster, you're probably looking at something like AJ versus Seth oh, as, yeah. as the better match. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Cerberus here in the Discord, which you can get access to at $1 a month on uh, the Patreon. Yes. Uh, he says, speaking of better merchandise from our conversation earlier, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when are we getting the all over print slow wolf pack shirts? That's a great question. Not I've been advocating for that for a very long time, and I think it'd happen. be a great idea. Never going to Great happen. idea. That's one battle neither of us are willing to concede. We'll see. Robbie Hyde, Lesnar versus McIntyre, Rollins, or Strowman for WrestleMania? Give me a McIntyre versus, versus Lesnar. Oh, man. That'd be great. I am, I mean, I am, like, given what we've heard, sort of rumblings from the backstage mm, mm-hmm. or from Observer or whoever, saying that uh, 
Braun not being in the picture, um, potentially being sort of a McIntyre Rollins, maybe Ambrose thing for the Universal Title against Lesnar. Mm-hmm. That does really pique my interest. I mean, it's just anything, dude. Anything that isn't anything. You know what I mean, it's not Brock, dude. Give me something. Oh, it's Wayne Maker that said that uh, the Manchester Arena only managed to get five thousand people in a twenty thousand capacity building. Mm. Um, no. Rodney Rodriguez here on the Twitter now says, uh, "Talk about this, lol." The Bella Twins challenge the Kardashians to WWE wrestling match. Um, if that ever happens, I uh, will have no choice but to cover it because it's my job. But we'll do it <laughs> just only because I'll do we, it with my teeth gritted. We'll only do it because we have to. Uh, Dalton is in mourning. What is your favorite Stan Lee cameo? I think it's probably the Guardians of the Galaxy one because it was, it was like the weirder one. And he was with, uh, maybe it was part two. Maybe it was volume two. Where he was with the Watchers, yeah, the big-headed dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that one just because the Watchers. Well, wasn't he it. in? Was he in Mallrats? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a whole scene in there. Yeah, I'll say that when one. he was talking about the things, uh, Dingus. I don't remember much about that movie, but I remember he was in it. That's my favorite. Ke- well, it's my say. Se- it's my favorite Kevin Smith movie in that universe. My favorite Kevin Smith movie is Red State. You ever see Red State? No, it's a fun flick. It's cool. Oh, broken ambulance. Triple H has says has said he doesn't want NXT to be looked at as developmental. Do you think we'll ever see a three-way draft with NXT and three brands doing two-hour shows? That'd and be all cool. Three brands? Um, a three-way draft? No, I don't want that. I don't know. It would be. I don't. They've know. got to establish NXT is not developmental first. Yeah, clearly it is. Uh, Greg Morris recast True Romance with wrestlers from any promotion. Who would be um, what's Christian Slater's name in that movie? I don't remember. Cletus, not Cletus, is it? What's his name in that damn movie? It's like my wife's favorite movie. I should probably know these things. Who would be Alabama Worley? Sort of nice, but always been given the short shrift. Hmm. Clarence, that's what it is. Not Clarence, Clarence, that's Clarence. Right. <laughs> Brad Pitt. What about Bailey? Uh, yeah, Bailey works. Clarence, loser, who uh, who who has a sack on him. Sammy Zayn. <laughs> there, that's good. That's good. Losing wrestler. Losing wrestler. I like that. <laughs> Gary Oldman. Oh wow, that's a tough one. Thugonomics, <laughs> John Cena. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. What about uh Dennis Hopper? Uh, It'll be Vince, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. What about uh, Val Kilmer as uh, Elvis? Just a Heath Slater. Oh, oh, there you go. Heath, Heath Slater. Slater. There you go. Um, Adam Galloper. Oh, sorry. Uh, Josh Little. What is the best and worst Survivor Series match? Best, I feel like, is one that Dolph won. Sting showed up at. That was fun. Team Cena versus Team Authority. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a really good I'm not a huge Survivor Series guy. There are too, those, too many people in a match. Yeah. I like to keep my Wasn't there one where the minimum. King and Doink were the captains? 
Wasn't it, it was like a whole team of doinks, wasn't it? They're yeah. all clowns. Yeah. I don't need that in my life. I don't need that in my life. No. Give me an exciting, dramatic match. Dolph Ziggler. Last year's, I actually found kind of entertaining simply because at the end, Triple H was such a goof. Oh, God. That was bad. It, it was so bad, but I found it hilarious. Uh, Adam Galloper, will the friendo giraffe also look at titles and money in the bank? That's a good question. If if someone makes a custom title, will we consider it? We won't draft it, but if we really like it, we might use it. Um, yeah, if it really tickles me, we'd mm-hmm. probably use like the H title was a, a non mm-hmm. wasn't even a friendo creation. Somebody mm-hmm. just made it out there, and we turned it into a thing. Um, I'll probably unless something really really like interesting shows up. Probably going to go back in WCW to the Meatloaf Championship as the oh, mid-level. Gotcha, I don't gotcha. know if anybody can beat the Meatloaf Championship. i got to make a new Larson Libre title, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse James Helsius, I proposed to my boyfriend this weekend. Just wanted to share the happy news. Nice. Oh, I was wearing my Undisputed Era shirt. I think that's why he said yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Uh, White Knight Zero, have Leo Rush talk to Cena uh, about being his hype man. Um, John Cena. Uh, hello. Hi, I'm the 24-year-old piece of gold. Oh. It was my birthday yesterday, so now I'm, I'm, I'm 24 years old. Happy birthday to I'm you. And I'm a piece of gold. How, uh, how can I help you? I'm wondering. I noticed you, you're not great on the mic. So would you like me to be your, your hype man? Well, what's your name again? Leo Rush. Don't you, don't you have an uh, earpiece in on Raw? Lashley. Lastly, John Cena doesn't need an earpiece. Lastly, uh, Alto, should I shoulder lean on Undertaker? Only if you want to get tombstoned. Yeah, do that. Oh my God. Oh man. I'm so hyped for his meeting with the Undertaker. This could be interesting. Minds collide. Alto and Undertaker. <laughs> Come on, man. My name is the Undertaker, and you're watching Going In Raw. I mean, that'd be great. That would be great. Be uh, T-Money Belvedere, who has a higher ceiling post-WWE, Pac or Callahan? Pac, man. Oh, it's Pac. Are you kidding me? Pac is incredible. He's destroying it, right? Did you, did you see him sell that DDT? Yeah, that was great. Oh, was man. Great. It was the best thing ever. And he's jacked. And he's steroid-free. What did he call himself? Steroid-free savage bastard or something like yeah. that. Yeah. said, I'm fed by... Hatred and anger? Something like that. Uh, Josh Little, who is the X Men of WWE? The closest that that we get is Brian Cage, isn't it? Oh yeah, he'd be, Wolver- he'd be Wolverine because he really likes Wolverine. He loves Wolverine. He loves Wolverine. All right, but he's not WWE. That was the question. Well, I don't know. I mean, who has Lars like, Sullivan? No, Braun is Colossus. Uh, Seth has worn uh, Deadpool gear before. True. So he can be Deadpool. Yeah. I don't know if he's actually ever been in X-Men. He was in X-Force. Man, there's this awesome podcast I listened to and watched this mm. past weekend called uh, Cartoonist Kayfabe. Oh. I, I think I might have told you about it. Uh, it's two uh, cartoonists. Oh, one is Ed Pisker, the guy who did the uh, the Hip Hop Family Tree. Oh, cool. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, doing like, yeah, uh, yeah. he's doing an X Men thing these days. And then Jim Rugg, who's this fantastic cartoonist who uh, did a book called Street Angel, um, or does a book called Street Angel. 
and they review individual issues starting from number one of Wizard Magazine. Oh, you told me about that. That's and brilliant. And it's just a top down. The camera's right here. That's so good. And they just flip through it. And it's so like it's it's so good for me specifically because they just talk about early 90s comics. Mm hmm. And it's like a freaking, so I don't know if you're old, if you're like 40 years old, you probably into comics, you'd probably be really into it. Um, but I love it. I, I watched like the first episode this week. That sounds interesting. This weekend. Yeah. I used really to just, good. yeah, I wasn't that even that huge in the comics, but wizard was always so well put together. Everybody knew, man, everybody knew wizard. Yeah. Wizard was great. Uh, Sean Lathrop, how did Vince McMahon offer Omega a WWE I don't contract? I can officially now because Kenny Omega is still under a uh, new Japan contract. So, so they meet in an alley. Kenny. No, it has to be through intermediaries. Kenny. All right. Who's Vince's... I think they want us to do a role play thing. Who's oh. Vince's intermediary? Well, it'd be Triple H. Well, he's too... No, he can't be an intermediary. No, no. It'd be Triple H doing actual talking through an intermediary. Oh, okay. So um, who's the intermediary? I mean, AJ would make a ton of sense. Oh, wow. All right, AJ. Listen. Dad wants Kenny over here. He thinks he's great. I think he's fantastic, but I kind of want him from NXT. You need to sell him on NXT. I know you didn't go there. I wanted you for NXT, though. Global localization. Go tell... Listen. Listen to me, AJ. Go tell Kenny these two words. He'll get it. He's got a dream, too. He's got a vision. I've got a vision. Global localization. Bang. Shovel. <laughs> Shovel. <laughs> You're not giving me any AJ? I don't really feel like I could do AJ. You've done it before. I have. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, game. All right, game. All right, honey. That sounds good. My AJ is just Grizzly. Okay, yeah, game. That sounds great. I know, it is. That sounds great. Todd, Todd, go talk to Kenny. Matthew Cox just suggests Kyrie Sane is Jubilee. Wayne Maker. Steve, did you get the six-part Dark Empire Star Wars comics? I did. I did. They were so weird because they were like they were like watercolors. It wasn't like a traditional comic. It was like watercolors. They were cool though. Yeah. They were neat. Yeah, I remember that one. It was like super it was like really moody and atmospheric. Yeah, it was good. Alex Payne, what singer or band should Elias go on tour with? Is Mumford and Son still a thing? <laughs> Boy and Bear. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that Boy and Bear album, that first one's really good. Oh, it is? Yeah, super good. What was the other one that I like? What was that one that, that song, what was that band that would sing about beheading things? Or that was your speculation anyways? Oh, Fleet Foxes. Fleet Foxes. Well, that's just that one song. Yeah, that's another good Elias band. <laughs> beheading things wasn't the whole... I, thought you, I swear, I thought you It was just like, one song that, I mean, just the lyrics could you make one think they're talking about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good album. That whole album's really White good. Winter Hymnal. Yeah, song. yeah. That's a good album. About blood and snow and stuff like that. So I could be interpreting it wrong. Mm -hmm. So to interpretation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Monkey D. Luffy, why is 2K19 Bob Brood better than main roster Bob Brood? Because 2K19 Bob Brood is Bob Brood circa late spring, early summer. Man, I was at Walmart yesterday looking for some Pokemon toys for Alabama. Uh -huh. She's like huge into Pokemon now. And uh, I was looking at the WWE stuff. I swear the Bob Roode that they had, like the picture that they used on his uh, on his action figure box thing, they like generated a facial expression. Like he had a super like like his mouth was like a frown. Oh my gosh! It was like NXT Bob Roode. But they like they like it's like they brought like in Photoshop they like smudged his mouth down this way 
to make it look way more frowny. Interesting. I wonder if they like looked at all of his pictures and were like, does this guy ever have any actual facial expressions? Oh, it's Monkey D. Luffy, not Luffy. I was correct. Luffy. Here. Luffy. Go to Streamlabs, see if we got any Streamlabs money. <laughs> I mean, donations and comments, no, none. Oh, let me one more time in the Discord here, then we'll call it a day. All right. Um, Cody Miles says, wait, what if WWE gets the elite for NXT Japan? <laughs> Listen, guys, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You guys are going to NXT Japan. Wayne Maker says Mumford or Gen Z's Coldplay. Just Ponzi wankers. All right. Uh, you're not a big Mumford fan. I mean, like some of their songs. Some really? Listen, that's surprising. Listenable. That first one they did. Yeah, that's not bad. That was, it was a decent song. I try to listen to their first album and all, all the songs got to sound the same. Isn't it weird, like a to like after that? Because I think like Fleet Foxes and Boy and Bear, they all have that same. It's like they're all green, uh, uh, bluegrass. You kind know? of, yeah. They all there's, there's like a bunch of, of bands yeah. that came out around that time. Yeah, that just bluegrass the crap out of it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I got a couple like after like the third Mumford song, I was like, dude, every band sounds like this now. Mm-hmm. Just give me like I don't know, the band instead. Because they did research into their songs, you know. Yeah, I know. Like I've uh, heard the story. I've heard the story. Levon Helm went to the library and researched Civil War wow. to write that one song. Wow. I don't know if he actually went to the library. He wrote it in like the late 60s, so I'm assuming the only place you can get info is at the library. Yeah, probably. They didn't have internet back then. They didn't have like Barnes & Noble back then. No. Bookstores didn't come around until like the late 90s. Well, that's not true, but they didn't have Barnes & Noble. <laughs> I wonder if back in the, in the late... I don't even know how to get out, of, get out of the show now. I wonder if in the late 60s... Like in the late 60s. Something just happened over there. You can go, oh my God. Hold on. That was weird. Yeah. How did that happened. Come back here. Because um, you, you can go to Barnes Noble, you know, and just sit there and read books all day, and no one's going to tell you to get out of there. It's pretty much a library. Did they have Barnes Noble back in the late 60s? No, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if you uh. could do that at bookstores in the late 60s. Oh, 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 like mom and pop. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Or people, if the proprietors would just say, you know, hey, if you're going to look at that book, you got to buy it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, it wasn't really a botch. Just the screen went weird for a second. Yeah, it was a technical thing. Are we off? Are we off? Well, I don't have the. I don't have the. Uh, no, we're still up. Well, it's green. It says we're still streaming. I don't have our theme song ready here. Oh, so dear. when we cut out, we're just gonna cut out. All right. I don't have the intro or anything. You get you get it easy today, Hilton. Yeah, Hilton. You don't do anything today. I'm just gonna hit a button, and then we're gonna be done, mm-hmm. and that's gonna be the end of it. So post show for a dollar and up. Stay tuned. Yeah. That's going to happen, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, be, be on the lookout for that. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Oh, Alex says th- sing the theme. All right. Dun, 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 The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.